when you want to create a speech, challenges, how do you do that? How do you go about creating a speech that's really going to connect with the audience? What are some of the first things you do? And maybe you struggled with this before. You thought, well, I don't know what to do. I have no idea how to, how to create this speech. I, I don't know what, where to start or, or how to go about it. And if you ever struggle with that, you know that there's that challenge where you just kind of spin your wheels and think, ah, maybe I'll try this or maybe I'll try that. And you try one thing and you're thinking, oh, that isn't as good as I thought. And then try another thing, ah, it's not as good as I thought. And after a while, you throw everything out. And then you stare at this blank page, if you use a page, or you're just not sure what to do, stuck. Because you're just not sure how to get it going. And that's a common problem for speakers. Not really be certain how to get everything together. Not certain how to make it all kind of come together as a speech. Because you start thinking, okay, well, I'm writing this, and, and I want to change this, and I want to change that, and, and I got this going on here, and this sort of says, no, I don't like that, I don't like that. And maybe you've done this. You edit as you're creating the speech. You just go through and you start editing, oh, that doesn't work, that doesn't work, that doesn't work. Or if you're talking it out, you start, no, no, I'm not going to see that, I'm going to see that. You throw everything out. The first thing, of course, is to not edit yourself, not to self-censor. To just talk. And that's really what it comes down to, talking. Speech is simply talking. You're talking with your audience. So the most important thing about a speech, if you're going to make it a good speech, is to make it conversational. A speech is simply a conversation with the audience. Just a conversation with the audience. Just like having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody where you're talking to them. Speech is simply having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with an audience, with everybody. Which creates another question. Okay, Tim, yeah, okay, fine. It's about an audience being conversational, but how do I be conversational? It's kind of funny. There are things you naturally do in a conversation. You've probably done it all the time, but you're not thinking about it. You're not aware of it. So it comes time to give a speech that's conversational. You think, Tim, how do I create a conversational speech? Well, pretty much the same way you create a conversation. It's just, it's a speech to an audience as opposed to talking to a person. Maybe you're thinking, Tim, that's not very helpful. But really it is. All you have to do is think back in the conversations you've had, and what are some of the things you do in conversations? When you start to think about conversations you've had, and the way conversations work, you probably notice that conversations go a lot different than most of your speeches. Probably. Very few people talk in conversations the way they do in speeches. Which is why speeches are always kind of overblown and sound very speechy and preachy. You ever heard a speechy kind of preachy sort of speech? You ever like one of those speeches? Probably not. They aren't likable speeches, they aren't enjoyable, nobody wants to hear them. It's just not, not a good thing. So you want to be conversational, you don't want to be speechy, 
and you want to figure out what that means. So you go back and start thinking, well, let's see, what, what are some of the things I've had in the conversation? What are some of the things that happen? And actually, if you think about it, there's some pretty basic things that happen in a conversation. A good conversation. Not a lecture. Not a conversation where you're all the time you're saying, uh-huh, mm, oh, mm, -mm yeah. All the time you're desperately trying to look around and figure out anybody who could possibly get you out of this conversation. You know it all as so you just go on and on and on and on and on. Well, that's another tip what's not working in, the, in a conversational approach. If you're just all about you just going on and on and on, that doesn't work. It really does work. Well, today you're going to find out. You're going to rediscover the conversation. Really take a deep dive and think about okay, what is it that really makes a conversation and how you turn your conversational techniques into speech techniques. All right, just go back and imagine a good conversation you had. Well, it was nice back and forth, and you're just kind of feeling relaxed, and everything's just kind of going well. And you're thinking, yeah, this is, this is going pretty well. This is fun. It's nice chatting with this person. You start thinking about what are some of the things that happen in conversations. And then think about things that don't happen in speeches. You see, the thing with speeches, people think a speech is a big deal. Make a big deal about it. And you've seen speakers do this. They go up on stage and say, I am giving a speech. Here I am giving a fabulous speech. And this speech will be the most conflagrationally fabulous thing in all the fundament of all things. Of all fundamental speeches, it'll be the most transfigurative speech of all sort of things that transform yourself into a new articulate way of being. And they go on and on like this. Now, if you're a really good speechwriter and you're Martin Luther King, you're Abraham Lincoln, whatever, you can have all that sort of stuff going on, but if you just really want to get an idea across to somebody by speaking with them, a conversation with the audience, you know it doesn't work. There's something kind of off-putting about somebody who just kind of rambles on that way. Well, as we see over here, the conflagration of here is going through the different events that are symbiotically being malconstructed inside of their pseudo-rhythmic of the... And it goes on and on like that. Have you ever been in bad conversations like that? You know how it is. Probably someone who goes on like that, you're dealing with a know-it-all. And you start thinking things. You can't help yourself. You start thinking, this person, geez, they just go on and on. Oh, each word more boring than the last. I can't understand a lot of them. They just keep rolling past me. I don't even know if they're being used correctly. I mean, I feel like I've got to have a dictionary open to just kind of look through it or get out my phone and like start looking up some of the words or kind of hold up the microphone and see, okay, well, now I know what that word is, now I know what that word is. But the whole point of whatever they're trying to talk to me is going right over my head. Have you ever had that sort of situation happen? Where the person's just going on and it's not a conversation at all, you're just feeling like you're being talked to. You probably feel like you're being talked down to. Probably feel like, this person knows, thinks I'm an idiot, and they're using all this stuff to just try to confuse me, and freak me out. It's just, man, it's just, it's annoying. It's just really annoying and I don't like it at all. And so, uh, I just want to get out of this. 
Well, you don't want your audience to think that way. So important thing if you're having a good conversation, and you're going to have that conversation with your audience, a good speech, is to keep it simple. It's all about keeping it simple. You'll notice in those conversations where you have the, the shorter sentences and the shorter words that you understand what's going on. During that conversation, oh yeah, okay, great point, yeah. And then I'm going to say this, okay. Oh, they said that, interesting. Yeah, and I'm going to kind of back and forth. They say something, and I'm saying something, and you just you get involved in that because you can follow that. It's a simple sentence. It's simple words. You you understand what the sentence is. You understand what the words are. Words like large, big, big deal, large thing. It's great. As opposed to stupendous, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. No. Those huge words just come off-putting and annoying. And after a while you're like, Ugh, I don't want those. So simple. Keep it simple. And you'll notice that when you keep it simple, the audience is nodding. People in the audience will nod. And you'll get that, get that look in their eyes like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. I understand that. You can even call them out and say, you know what I'm talking about, I can see you. Yeah, you get it, right. Simple, all of a sudden, your audience will get it. And it'll sound conversation, just by keeping things simple, simple words, simple sentences, really simple. Your audience starts to nod along, at least they understand what you're talking about. May not agree with it, who knows, but that's the first part of the speech. You're just kind of creating this conversational approach. Later on, you're working on details about getting everybody to agree with you and all this sort of thing. But now you're starting a conversation. Just keep it simple. And that's the first step, keeping it simple. Okay. You're creating your speech. Trying to make it sound more conversational. Thinking back on speeches you had. And now you know you need to keep it simple. So you're using simple words. Using simple sentences. And you notice the speech just kind of flows along. You can understand what's going on, so you know your audience probably is going to understand what's going on. And when you give it to somebody, just, just by keeping it simple, it's okay. Not sure exactly where the speech is going, but I understand what you're saying at least. I understand that. And that's good. And now you've found something really basic in conversation. A good conversation is if just simple, simple words, simple sentences. Now, that's not enough. There's more. And we think about that good conversation you had, it's not only just simple sentences, but it's more than that. Because maybe you've had some bad conversations. Like, let's say you've had bad conversations like at the customer service department. Customer service department is the place to have the worst conversations. Because the whole purpose of the customer service department is to deny that there's a problem. Or at least to agree with you long enough that they can deny there's a problem. So you're in a customer service problem department, you say, I've got this problem here, this wasn't working for me. And the customer service person might say something like, well, we understand that there ha might have been a problem, and perhaps something happened that did cause something to misconstrue things as to far how it could have been done, but if it were done in that way, that might have caused a problem, which you might have been seeing, perhaps, if you had done the sort of thing that you were 
you were doing here, that you said you have been doing. So we have a policy, a policy is had, that needs to be done. And if you've ever been in a customer service department, you may have experienced this sort of thing before, where it just kind of goes on and you're thinking, wait a minute, are you responsible for anything? Is there anything you actually did yourself? It's always kind of, we have done this and we might have been in the other thing. And you're like, wait a minute, all this so vague. And it's like, what really are you responsible for at all? I mean, is it, is it my fault this stuff broke and I brought it in? I mean, is it, is it my fault that your stuff is garbage and I just can't make it work because it's such a guy? Is that me? Is that something I'm doing here? And the words they use, you notice this is a really bad conversation. And maybe you think that in the middle of a customer service department. Say, wow, this is a really bad conversation. You might even say that to the person and say, you know, this is a not a good conversation we're having here. But maybe you never thought about what really does it. What really makes that such a bad conversation? What an awkward conversation for both you and the customer service person. Well, the thing that makes it happen is the next thing you want to think about in creating a good speech and a conversational speech, conversation with your audience. And that is to make sure in speaking you use the active voice. Active voice. The active voice is very direct. I did it. As opposed to the passive voice. It was done by me. It might have been done. Perhaps it was done. We will have to investigate whether or not it has been done at all active voice. I did it. I'm responsible for this. My point is this. This is my point. And if you start using the active voice that way, actively, very directly, saying, I did this. I made this. You, you have this difficulty. You have this problem. Or you might have this problem. You'll discover that your speech becomes more conversational, simpler, better. All because by actively saying things, you get out of that bad customer service thing where there, none of it ever seems to be their problem. Well, we understand there might have been a problem in the previous thing when this may have happened, but. Uh, if it had done occurred to the past other thing, no. I did it. I messed up. I understand what you're saying. I get it. All these are active voice things, and they're amazingly effective at connecting with your audience. So be active. Use the active voice. Okay got some good ideas now about how to create that conversation with the audience. One of them is to keep it simple. Keep it simple. Simple words, simple sentences. Simple. All about keeping it simple. Now, if you keep these things simple, all of a sudden you find, hey, that connection happens and it starts to feel more conversationally instantly with your audience. Your audience starts thinking, hey, yeah, this is, I'm getting this. This is fine. This is all right. Yeah. And that already sounds more conversational, just by making it simple. And then use the active voice. I did this. I said this. You have this challenge. You have this problem. 
You are upset. I was upset. As opposed to passive. Maybe it had. It was done by me. A problem had by you. Active voice, very important. And that'll get you pretty far. Simplify your things, use the active voice, that'll get you pretty far in creating that conversational tone. And of course, there's many other things you can do too to create that conversational tone. But another thing to think about think about how you don't want your speech to sound like a typical instruction manual. You know how instruction manuals go. They have this way of kind of wandering for a while and you're not quite sure where they're headed. Maybe you've experienced this in looking through these sorts of things. The new television which you purchased shortly ago with the three screen adaptation and the four parts to it in the third chamber which you had happen is a masterpiece of technology that you can use when you want to and again when you're in the middle of these things and you're on through you start thinking wow this is really really confusing. I'm not quite sure what the point here is. Now maybe you've had that impression. Maybe you've never thought about why it's really so confusing, what the point is. What's really going on here? What well, happens quite often in instruction manuals, and in, sometimes in, in pompous conversations, that the verb is set so far apart from the beginning of the sentence that it takes you a long time to figure out what the heck they're talking about. This large TV with 37 speakers and the things that and blah, 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 blah. But you're keeping awake. What is it? What is it about? What is happening here? So the verb is way here. So you get all this, these words between here and then boom, there's the verb. So quick thing to do is just to have a quick verb. Quick verb. I saw, I sat, you say, you see. Boom. You verb. I verb. And then people know, oh, okay, that's what's going on. Now, if you want to describe some things after the verb, okay. But if you have too much stuff describing stuff you're going on before you get to the verb, people get lost and confused in a speech because a speech is not a book. You can't reread the speech. If you lose your audience and they lose track of what you're talking about by the time you get the verb, they can't go back and say, oh, what was he just said? Let me just review that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Not possible. Not the way it works. Even if they videoed you and they went back and reviewed it, they'd miss what you were saying that time afterwards. So you don't want to confuse your audience. Quick verb. I saw. I, I went. You do. You came. You are. You will be. You could be. Boom! Get to the verb, because that's what your audience wants. You want to know what that verb is. And once you start getting to that verb more quickly, you'll discover, okay, the audience really gets it. 
and you feel a lot more comfortable that you're really communicating to that audience. You're understanding what you're saying because you're using that quick verb. Your goal as a speaker is to be conversational, to create a conversation with your audience. And to do that, there's several things you can do. One is to make it simple. Simple words, simple sentences. Short to the point, so the audience gets it. The audience thinks, oh, okay, yeah, all right, I got that. That's simple. Mm -hmm. Just by keeping it simple and the words shorter. If the words get so complex, the audience feel they need to look up every other word you're saying, or they don't understand every other word you're saying, then that's not good. So you want to have simple words and simple sentences. The sentence gets too long, it gets confusing. So shorten that sentence down. Now, if you're writing a book, hey, make the sentence as long as you want. There's one writer wrote a sentence that was a page long, literally a page long. Longest sentence ever written. And that was a pretty good writer. Don't do that if you're speaking. Keep it conversational. Simple sentence, simple words. Okay? You get that? Then think about action verbs. Action verbs. I saw, I came, I conquered. I was there. And then I heard. I knew. At that point, I realized. You think you came. You might know. You do know. You understand. Active verbs. Really, we just pull everything into that conversational zone. And then finally, think about the verb itself, quick verbs. Quickly get to the verb. I saw. I came, I conquered. And make it happen. So it's right at the beginning of your sentence, you gotta begin a sentence, and then very quickly you get to the verb. The other day a large man came to my house. Yesterday I went out and bought a car. Boom. Maybe a little bit of setup, but then bam, there comes that verb. Quickly you get to it, a quick verb. And that'll help things sound more conversational too. So once you start using these techniques, start using these methods, you start saying, okay, I'm going to have simpler words, simpler sentences, and use active voice, and have quick verbs, you'll notice that your speeches do sound more conversational. You notice it's easier to create and draft and get these speeches going. Some of them just seem to write themselves. So everything just kind of flows because it's a conversation. Conversations are normal, something you have every day. Something you do on a regular basis. And by using the skills you have every day in the conversation, you realize that speaking and giving speeches, it's not really much pressure. Because it's just that 
This isn't a one-on-one -on -one conversation. You're probably not freaking out and saying, oh no, what do I do next? I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, you talk a little bit and then you break apart. It's no big deal. Same thing in a conversation with the audience. It's like, hey, just having a conversation back and forth. It's all right. And afterwards, I'll go away and maybe you'll learn something. And once you get that feeling of relaxation, of comfort, of calm in you, and you get that conversational flow, then things really start to come, come alive and really start to work. And you feel more confident, more certain of yourself on stage. And you start to realize, hey, this is, this is going good. This is really going good. And as you get up on stage, or even as you're preparing that speech, and you feel that surge of confidence, that surge of sense, you think, oh, yeah, I can, this is okay, I can do this. It's all right. Okay, because you've got that conversation. I mean, speeches don't need to be a big deal if you make them conversational. And if you see simple, simple words and sentences, active voice, and quick verbs, creating conversational speeches will be a breeze. 